This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What up, dog? We out here. Mm-mm. <laughs> Got your ass. <laughs> hey, listen. It's Tuesday. It's the Society Day. One of them, at least. You know what I mean? That's you know right. the voice by now, man. I mean, you know the hairline and shit. Even though I got the do-rag going right now, watched the waves earlier and shit. You know, got them laying down and all that. Uh-huh. You know it's me, man. You know, that. You know, you know it's Mari. I'm in the building. But I'm here with B. You know, you know who I came with, man. What's up, B? What's up? Queen B from the South, baby. Watch your mouth. Speaking Watch of, your damn I'm going... Mouth. I'm going back to the south. Yes, yes. Tomorrow. Unfortunately, I'm going because I had a death in the family. My uncle Mike passed away from colon cancer and stomach cancer. And, you know, that thing spread through his entire body. I just yeah. want to, you know, say something because I feel like we talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a way we're like a health and wellness podcast too. For sure, for sure. Mental health, emotional yeah. health, physical yep. health. But I just want to say, my uncle passed at 48 years old. That's really young. Really young, okay? Black men, I really want you guys to take your health seriously. I know that they say, you know, you should get screened in your 40s. For black men, I think you should get screened a little bit earlier. Tell your doctor, like, hey, you know, I just want to play it safe. I just want to make sure everything is straight now while you're in your 20s, your 30s, and even if you are in your 40s and 50s, like, go and get this done. Even if your doctor has never recommended it, go get it done. Chadwick Boseman was diagnosed at age, what, 38, 39? Very young, he passed at 43, so, Mm, you know, black men, go get screened, please. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And and I'm glad you said that, I'm glad you, you know, shared that as well. Uh, My condolences, you know what I mean, like we spoke before, you and your family and shit, man. Forty eight is, man. It's so it's so young that is, it, you know. But when we were coming up, thirty was old. Forty was yeah, like ancient. Fifty, mm-hmm. sixty, you like what? But now you get older, you know. And I, I'm thirty four, you know. So I'm looking like man, like I'm, I'm just now entering what I think is like my prime years of like living life. It wasn't the twenties like I thought. Coming up, you think your twenties is the you know whatever. So. Yeah, man, I, I do recommend that, you know, for sure. Uh, definitely take inventory of your health. If something doesn't feel right, 
go get it checked out. You know, don't wait. Don't just be Please. like, nah, I'll be all right. You know, because I know we used to doing that as, as men, as black men for sure. I'm straight. You know, but just mm-hmm. but go ahead and get checked out, man, for sure. So, yeah, man, that's that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough, man. You know, my dad does something that I think is really dope. He schedules his yearly physical around his birthday. So it's like mm, okay. every year I'm ch- I'm making sure okay. I'm straight. I like that. I might adopt that. I like that. Yeah. Birthday time, go and get everything checked up, which is really dope. And if he feels anything else is off, he'll go, you know, between that time. It's not like... Mm-hmm. I'm only going to the doctor once a year. No, it's, yeah. you know, listen to your body, pay attention to what's going on. you like you have these five senses for a very good reason. Mm-hmm. So when you feel that something's off, pay attention to it. Don't yeah. ignore shit. Don't go to the doctor once like something bad is happening. And yeah, I'm going to right. put my brother's business out here. I have an older <laughs> brother. And I always tell him like, he needs to do better with his diet. You need to drink more water. You need to eat like vegetables. You know, like you really need to, cause he's a slim guy. So, I mean, people just assume he's in great shape and he's in great health. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, but at one point he was like, every time he would go and use the bathroom, he would pee, it would be blood in his urine. And Ooh. it took him weeks to go and check this out. But the only thing that took him to the hospital was because it became painful. Come to find mm. out, gallbladders. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, he had to have surgery. But this could have been prevented had he, one, drank water, (laughs) and two, (laughs) gone to the doctor the moment he felt that something was wrong. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, no, shit shit like that is definitely important. Again, like, especially for us. Like, you know, us us being black men, man, like, we come up already in, like, a culture where our diet is not the best. You know what I mean? Like, and like you said, if you slim, it's even worse because – you're eating what you want, drinking what you want. You don't see your body changing, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm still, you know, I could, you know, stay up late, wake up early, do it all again tomorrow. So, yeah, man, yeah. you know, definitely, definitely take care of yourself, man. You know, take take inventory of that. Um, you know. And uh, speaking of black men. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Today is Nipsey Hussle's 37th birthday. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday to the late, great Nip Hussle. Yes, and how did the city of Los Angeles celebrate? By giving him a star on the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood yes. Walk of Fame. Uh, shout out to shout out to him. Shout out to Nipsey, who, you know, even in three years after his passing, is still super influential and iconic. You know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to to get that to get that honor, and you know, and, and not only that, but um, for this, you know, it's Nipsey Hustle Day, right? Like, it's, from this point forward, August fifteenth will be Nipsey Hustle Day. You know, a day to be, yes, you know, that you can just remember and reflect on. You know, I think that if you've lived a life worth honoring with a day or you know any type of distinction like that, I think you've you've done your job because moving forward, when people hear about this day, they hear people talking about it. You know, kids who don't know who Nipsey is, you know, like right now, they'll hear about it later and say, who was he? And now you get a yep. chance to tell his story all over again and introduce a whole new generation to his his thoughts, the way he motivated people, inspired, you know, others and shit like that. So um, just beyond the music, you know, the music itself, I was just listening to Nip, you know, right before we got on here to record, man. It's just because the music is so great that you can go back in this catalog at any point. You can, you can understand what's going on with him. You can hear the streets. Yes. You can hear the investment. You can hear the the family talk you can hear the future talk the you know trying to in- inspire people around him you know he, he'll, he'll tell you the truth about what's going on in this environment what his thoughts are on that shit and 
the role he played in it, but then he'll also tell you how he got out of that shit and how he's trying to make it better for his kids and, you know, his kids after that. So, um, yeah, man, rest in peace, Nipsey, man. Just uh, an icon, you know? I want to play an audio from um, Lauren London. She gave a quick, quick speech. So I'm going to play that real quick. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Her composure, man. I, I have to applaud her. I really For do. For sure. Yeah. So the next video is from his grandmother. And this honestly, like, kind of brought some tears to my eyes. Hello, everyone. Nipsey was the love of my life. Always very respectful. I miss him, but I look at his picture and remember all the wonderful times we had together. I thank my daughter for blessing me with Nipsey and Sammy and Samantha. I love you all. He will never be gone in my heart. He lives forever. And I look at his picture and remember all the wonderful times we had together. Nipsey, I love you. I miss you. But you're close at heart always. God bless you. God bless everyone. Mm, yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. Who is cutting onions right now? Yeah, that's tough, man. It's tough to hear because... um. You know, number one, you know, a grandmother's love and like embracing them words, man, mm. it's, you know, it's gonna touch you no matter what, but especially in a moment like this, you know, and, and, and you know, if you go back and listen to Nipsey in his interviews and stuff, when he talked about how he treated the women in his family because of how they treated him, you know what I mean? They treated him with love and respect and, absolutely, you know, kindness and just like warmth. And he returned that back to them, you know, so I, you, you can hear that right there in her voice. You can hear real, you know, pain, but like love at the same time. And I think that's, it's, it's beautiful. And I think a lot of people need to hear those words because a lot of people don't have a grandmother, never had one. So to be in the presence of that and to hear those kind of words, I think can, yeah. you know, I, I know that shit touched a lot of people, man, because it, it definitely touched me. And that was, 
that was a lot right there like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and he was very close with his grandmother even mm-hmm. i knew before he had passed he was really close with dj franzen who was uh local mm-hmm. here to las vegas and when he you know flew into vegas for a community event that he decided to throw with puma and like a, a you know um some high school students out here he brought his grandmother with him on that pj she was decked out in Puma just like him. Like you could see that they had yeah. a real connection. So to see her Absolutely. speak and thank everyone for the love and that was just yeah. it was a beautiful. And I, and I know it makes her happy to see how many people who never even met this man to come out and support and the you know yes. the love is just like oh you know so I know that that does you know I, I know that that makes her happy. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. I know she would give up anything to have him back here with her. Yes. But at the same time, it's like yeah, you know he left the. A legacy for real you know what i'm saying like it's not just a it's not just oh he has some good music it, it's like nah bro nip he was way no, more than way that. more way, way more, more than that man for real you know he taught people valuable lessons and to this day my friends and i we have conversations about things that nip said through his music through interviews through whatever and it's always something productive it's always something positive it's always something that's like keeping us going like nah nip said this yeah. bro you know what i mean so rest in peace nipsey man i want to say shout out to this young man by the name of Miles Brennan, LSU mm-hmm. quarterback. That's right. Signed an NIL deal, a couple different brands, right? Um, Raising Cane. And can you let the, the listeners know what the NIL? Yeah, so basically, is. basically the NIL is a way that the college athletes can, you know, find a way to get paid through these through these companies without actually facing any like penalties for it right like you got the old school shit like reggie bush and um yeah. even 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 as recent as like deandre ayton you found out they've been getting paid under the table which has been happening since the beginning of time let's be real right um but now these guys have a chance to get paid legally right i drive yes, down it's, here i'm, it's I'm in their, georgia it's their name image and likeness name and yeah absolutely so yeah i drive down here in georgia and i see like college players on billboards you know what i mean and i'm like this is beautiful to see this and I know they're getting a check from it. Um Yes. So this this young man signed all of these deals, got all this money, and quit the game. He said, I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not gonna go out there and get one tackle, one tackle for loss, a sack, nothing. Yeah, the the fact that he had the option to still like pull in a little bit of income from these yeah. companies and then say, you know what, I'm cool. I mean, yeah. from what I heard that he wasn't going to get the starting QB position right. on LSU, but being able to say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to start. I think I'm cool. But guess what? He from around the way. I'm leaving here with something. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm from around the way, baby. You hear me? And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I like that because the NIL deals aren't based on the actual like performance like you don't actually have to go out there and you know oh you got to go throw for you know it's not it's like uh the contracts that are incentivized in the nfl you throw for ten thousand yards and you'll get this amount of money nah just are you somebody who's recognizable you know can can we do something with this yes cool Mm -hmm. here take this money so i'm glad i'm glad he was able to get that bread man for real like that's to me that's dope because these institutions have been eating off these players for so long you look back at like the fab five they had their jersey, you know, the jerseys, the shoes, the socks, the shorts in the stores, and these dudes was broke. They was they was yep. right there with the uh, with with fans signing autographs and all this shit. And they they couldn't even afford the shit that was right there in the store that their likeness is right there on. So, right now Look, it's a new day. 
even being here in North Carolina, Julius Peppers was one of the like top athletes in this yes. state. Yes. He played basketball yes. and football. I remember he was, was yo, know, what? <laughs> Crazy out here. So um, I remember, I think he he had a Lincoln Navigator and like they launched a, an investigation because yeah. of what he was driving. It was like, yeah. how did you get that? And it's like, damn. <laughs> Look like, at LeBron. Remember LeBron <laughs> oh had the, the Hummer? The Hummer, yes. And, and, this, and here's the thing. LeBron signed some autographs got some throwbacks in exchange for that. His mom went to the dealership, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. whatever happened, you know, got the Hummer. And I don't know if any of y'all remember this. I was really around. I really was outside back then. LeBron James was riding around in that Hummer uh, rapping the Blueprint intro. LeBron yeah. been fucking up songs for a long time because he wasn't really <laughs> word for word unless he was just hype. So this is not an act right now, kids. I don't know if y'all really was around back then, but LeBron been fucking up some words for a long time. It's just who he is as a that person. That is so true. It's absolutely true. Uh, but, yeah, you know, just to see how far this thing has come and to see these athletes getting these type of deals, man, like it's, it's beautiful. Yes. To me, it's beautiful to see shit like this where a dude can come up and say, all right, I know I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be fucking Peyton Manning or some shit like that, but I can get a couple of dollars real quick. Let me go get that. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so shout out to him, man. Shout out to all shout of these players that's doing something with their talent, man. Fuck it. You know, hey. Yeah. It is what it um, is. But, you know, there are some people who are out here fucking up. And, oh, uh, man. Oh. I would like to talk about Donald Trump real quick. Oh, Actually, boy. you know what? I don't have to say anything because <laughs> we have our correspondent. Yeah, we do. My best friend Gabby. Shout out to Gabby, man. Y'all know Gabby. Facts. Y'all remember Gabby y'all told know. y'all the last time. Gabby told y'all what's happening with the Britney Griner situation. So That's Gabby right. back. Shout out to Gabby. You know what I mean with the info and all that. Yeah. Yes, because you know facts matter. Absolutely. And words mean things. I think things. people need words mean things. <laughs> yeah. And which is which is very appropriate that you say that because people are saying that Trump was raided. Rated is not <laughs> the word that needs to be used here. Nigga not Henry Hill, man. What are you talking about? Like, he was rated. Like. <laughs> so, I'm going to introduce a segment called Civics for Niggas, okay? Ooh, let's do it. So, let me play this. We ain't talking about the Honda joints, neither. We talking about the real, you <laughs> <I> mean? <laughs> okay, niggas, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Trump raid. But let's not call it a raid. Let's call it the FBI's execution of a warrant as signed by a federal judge pursuant to U.S. code and law. Because it wasn't a raid, niggas. The SEAL team raids, okay? The FBI executes search warrant. So let's talk about it. So on the books, right, the law, we have something called the Presidential Records Act, which mandates that all records written notes emails um communication transcripts all of that must be kept for the national archives because while somebody occupies the office of the presidency every bit of communication that they have belongs to america not them so while joe biden might be the president he only occupies that office right those things all belong to us the people where donald trump fucked up was acting like he could rip up notes and flush them down the toilet or just take those things with him. So there's levels to security clearances or the way (laughs) things are classified. So let's work from the bottom of the pyramid all the way up. From the bottom, you have confidential, which means if confidential information leaks, it could be, you know, cause a little damage. 
if secret level, the next rung up leaks, it's like, ooh, that's going to cause a little bit more damage. Bitch, if you leak or sell or retain top secret, that means that's that shit that's going to cause grave damage to the United States government. But at the tippity top of the pyramid is TSSCI, top secret, sensitive, compartmentalized information, which means this is the kind of stuff that, like, Russia, China, anybody else would pay billions of dollars to have for it. Like, this is sources, methods, how we obtain things, all the technology we have. And even within TSSEI, we have things called special access programs, alternative compensatory control measures. This is all the stuff I used to have to work with in one of my jobs. And so what happened is Trump left office, and then he decided to roll out of the White House with a U-Haul full of boxes of secret, top secret, and top secret SCI information. So why did the FBI decide to execute a warrant uh, against um, the former president of the United States? It's because for months they have been in a negotiation with him like, hey, bro, you haven't turned this over. Him and his lawyers were pussyfooting about and was like, okay, yeah, well, you know, here you go. But the FBI and the government was like, that's not all the boxes. Trump and his people was like, mm, we think it is. But the government was like, mm, no, it's not. It doesn't belong to you. Run us our classified information. Trump was playing the ass. FBI said, okay, got you. Pretty much they had to show a judge. We know he has these things. And word on the street is, quiet as it's kept, Trump got an informant down in Mar-a-Lago that let the FBI know, like, this thing got a whole gang of, you know, classified stuff in his basement or whatever. And so they had it on good authority. They took it to a federal judge um, saying these are the all the laws, the Presidential, Rest, uh, Presidential Records Act, plus the Espionage Act, and a whole gang of laws this nigga's down here violating. We need to run up in here and get our stuff back. Told his lawyers, lawyers was like, we don't have nothing. FBI said bet, went to a judge, got a warrant, and they went down there and removed all the boxes of stuff Trump said he didn't have and brought them back to D.C. So here's what's going on. When you work in government, you may be issued a security clearance, right? Having a security clearance doesn't mean you get access to everything that's within that security clearance, right? So, for example, I have a top secret slash sensitive compartmentalized information clearance. I have a TSSEI. That doesn't mean I get to see everything in the government that's classified TSSEI. I have to also have something called a need to know, meaning for my position and my job, I need to know this information. And then even within that, there are more, call it like locks that you have to go through in order to get to certain things because it's just that sensitive, right? So the fact that this man is no longer the president and he's holding on to things that he no longer has the need to know for is a problem. Also think about it from national security. While Trump is in office, he's exchanging communication with all these foreign leaders, the nuclear codes, all those things, things that our current president needs to know. If Biden, you know, leaves office and a Republican takes over for him the following term, that Republican needs to know everything Biden talked about because it's our national security. So no, Trump was playing the ass. He didn't want to turn over the stuff. FBI said bet, and they went and got it back. Period. Listen, I'm going to say this. 
First of all, shout out to Gabby once again for dropping knowledge on niggas. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. Yeah. But I'm going to say this. When they start using words like espionage, my nigga, you done fucked <laughs> up. Like, you done fucked up, my boy. That shit you only hear in the movies and all that. You see, what's my man Clive Owen and all that? Like, he be in movies where they be saying shit like that, bro. They start, Jason Statham and shit like that, bro. They start using them type of words. That might be your ass, my guy. And you know, yeah. you, you took home the G14 classified shit. Like, come <laughs> on, B. Nah, like, come on, my nigga. Like, that's not, come on. You telling me you ain't got it. it. Like, oh, heard you. We on the way. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, shout out to Gabby, man. Yeah, shout out to Gabby. Thank you so much for our uh, civics for niggas, you know, because yeah, we're all yeah. about facts. Absolutely. Facts. Yeah, I like facts. that. I like that. All right. Man. I like that. But um, there's something going on on social media right now. Um, yes. We, well, I was scrolling one day and I see a girl that I've seen on Instagram a bit and I've heard a little bit of controversy behind her name. Yeah. Um, her name is uh, Dana Chanel. Okay. But I guess she has like a podcast where she's talking about sex in a marriage and how important it is to the man. So... <sighs> I'm going to play this, and I, I feel like this is a great conversation to have because you, Mari, are a married man, so mm -hmm. I want to know your take on what the hell she's talking about here. Okay. I saw some people saying shit about her, too. Like, she, uh, she's actually not talking to anybody in that room. That's why yeah, I the cameras yo. on her. <laughs> she's not talking. Like, she's literally, like, turned to the side, looking away as if she's having a conversation with somebody. Waiting for reaction and shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know what you mean, of course. Like, you mean? Yeah, you talking to yourself, <laughs> you bitch? <talking> to <laughs> All right, here she go. Never use sex as a weapon against your husband. And have sex often is probably some of the most extraordinary advice I never got. As a working mom, we get tired, exhausted, overwhelmed. But it is dangerous to neglect our husband's needs. And I'll explain to you why. Sex is such a huge part of a man's identity. It's the way he emotionally bonds with us. And it's crazy because God wired his body this way. When a man experiences an orgasm, his body releases the bonding hormone oxytocin in such extraordinary amounts women experience it as well but men do 400 times more that's a lot bitch skin-to-skin so -skin contact mixed with an orgasm creates deep connection and i never just want to be a great mom i never just want to be killing it in the workplace but i desired for my husband to find me to be a good lover look forward to coming home to me and through difficult conversations because i was never taught this kind of stuff I had to learn how to not look at sex as a chore or another responsibility on my to-do list, but enjoy my husband feeling respected and honored and wanted. Imagine if one day our husband came home and said, I don't feel like having sex with you. We would be massively offended and hurt. And so men need sex. It's how they came from the factory. First of all, first, first and foremost, first of all. Yeah, Mari, go ahead, jump into it. That's what she said. But first of <laughs> all, um, <laughs> just if you're trying to get a message across, no matter what you're doing, you probably shouldn't play like customer service, uh, waiting music. Um, that's just number one because I was like tuning it out from the jump. But let me say this. Sex is important, right? Cool. 
sex is not so important that like if I come home and I'm just not in the mood for it that you need to feel like your existence on this earth as a woman is like oh my god like it's over mm-hmm. when I was like 20 years old yeah sex was like one of the top ways to show you how much I you know what I mean I'm into you I'm yeah we need to yeah every night we gotta mm-hmm. now first of all first of all we got kids my son won't get out of our bed. Like, this nigga, we bought him a bed and everything. He will not get out of our bed for nothing. <laughs> he just will not do, refuse to do it. So, yeah. you got to pick your spots. Also, it's, not, it's really not, I hate to say it like that, but it's not that big of a deal that you need to feel like your worth is if you can't. You, if you ever ask yourself how she said, you know, oh, you release this and, you know, whatever. You ever ask yourself, like, why does... Why does your man like, why does he love himself so much? Why does he talk about himself so much? How much, you know, whatever. You know why? Because he didn't handle himself many times before. Feel me? He didn't <laughs> abuse this shit many times before. <laughs> and he knows himself. Like, he knows what's going on. So it's like, I'm cool. I'm going to be all right. I'm cool. Yeah, sex is important, but come on. Like, let's, okay, so- come on. She says sex is how a man emotionally bonds with us. Bro. Like, okay, which is which is crazy. Like, I, I hate when people just say shit. Because what about the bonds that men have with their best friends, with their mom, with right. their family members, with their kids? Like, what do you mean? This is not the way that men bond. There are oh, but, but look, she's she's honestly making it seem like you guys are so fucking simple that, that all we're cavemen. Takes, yes. Exactly. No, yes. no, hundred percent listen, think about it like this. You can have sex with anybody. Literally anybody, right? Any consenting mm-hmm. adult, you can have sex with any consenting adult that you want, right? If they want it, cool. I can't sit here and laugh at Martin with anybody. I can't sit here and laugh at these shows or watch a play cards with somebody or do like whatever or right. joke on somebody. I can't do that's how we bond emotionally, but like that's how, or like it's, it's other shit. It's not just as simple that, but that's what I mean when I say it's not that important. Like, it's not like oh, if I don't hit, like we, we don't have a connect. If anything, it's the opposite. If we need to have sex to have a connection, we don't got shit. We have right. absolutely nothing going oh on if God. we need to have sex to have a connection. Period. Like she said, um, that men produce so much oxytocin. Four hundred percent more than women do when they orgasm. Now, if that was the case, you men would be in love with everybody that you sleep with. If that was the case, and it's just not like that because post nut clarity like is a real thing. I'm gonna just yes. keep it a hundred thousand with you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I knew I'm gonna be real with you. I knew <laughs> that I was gonna marry this woman when immediately after the first time we did the thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I was sitting there like, man, like, I want to, what you want to talk about? Like, what you, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, you know, you know, and, but, but, because that's a real thing. And it's, and it's real for women as well. Women, Absolutely. women kick niggas out too. Let's be real here. Absolutely. Let's keep it 1,000%. Let's not act like it's just niggas that's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to get up and be out. Like, no. We do. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll kick a nigga out and be like, all right, what you about to do? I'm about to, you know, whatever. You can, you can, you know, <laughs> you need me call you Uber, Lyft, whatever. And like, what you need? And see, and even with that, like, women produce way more oxytocin than men. Way more. But we also produce a whole lot more when we orgasm. And a lot of niggas ain't giving orgasms. I was, 
That's it. <laughs> I was just about to say that's the reason Y'all why. Y'all ain't giving it. That's the reason why. Here's the thing. Simple math. I can go and just take care of myself. Every mm-hmm. single time that a man has sex with anybody, he's going to climax, right? Going yeah. to. More than likely, absolutely. Women, it's not, it's not a guarantee, bro. Nope. It's a toss-up every time. It's a dice roll every time. That's the reason why when they find a dude or whoever, they find a person who, who finds that spot, they can do it. It's, it's front-page news. It's, it's a big deal. It's not a big deal for us to find somebody to do that because it's like, who who can't do it? Yeah. That'll be yeah. the bigger news. Who can't do it? <laughs> With women, yeah. you got to really figure it out, bro. Like, And she was just talking about, like, you're withholding sex from your partner being, well, from a man being dangerous. Dangerous? So I want to kind of segue <laughs> into Ask Amari. Cool, okay? cool, cool. Because as a married man, I know your wife has a lot of responsibilities. She got things that she got to take care of. Absolutely. And let's say you got time on your hands and you like, I want to, you know, do something with my, with my lady. If she's not in the mood, what is your next step? What do you do? Man, I'm probably playing Madden, watching, finding something on YouTube, finding the move. Something, and, and, I'm, and the reason like, why I'm saying that. Really? You, because it sounds before. like it's dangerous to not this have happened, sex with your husband. So. It's only dangerous what, when. It's, on, it's only dangerous when, you're, when, when you don't realize you're in a relationship with a nigga that's just fucking you because he's just fucking you because oh. that's all you have to offer him is pussy. See? And that's, that's the thing. What she is, what she's <laughs> saying here, just kind of shows that maybe her husband has an emotional connection to that pussy. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I'm gonna tell you, this happened before. So, you you know, uh, even even if like you you line something up, right? You set it up. You set up the night. You might have took off work. You get off work early, whatever. And it's like you you got plans. Yeah. You get there, and it's like she's not in the mood. Got mm-hmm. a headache, son going, he's just tired. You know what I mean? The kids ain't there. I just want to sleep. Cool, dude. Yeah. You. Because guess what? That's not what I'm here for. If we do it, cool. If we don't, okay. Because I'm not right. always in the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might not always be in the space to do that. Like, I might not. I might be going through some shit. Mentally, I might just be like, not there to give you my all, give you my best. I might not be there. So it's and like, see, and, it, and this is why that's ways. dangerous to tell women to with, to not withhold sex and to say that, oh, you would feel some kind of way if your man doesn't want to do it. It's just like making you guys seem so fucking you're, simple. You're dumbing men down to just, uh, just and our you're dick, dumbing bro. men down. Like, you're dumbing and us also, down to just our dick. And also, that's the only place where you receive validation that your right. man is communicating. Like, you know there what? You I can't do it tonight. And you're supposed to feel ter- like you're turning that into a personal problem it's when it's crazy. not about you. It's really not. It's. N- it, I don't think it's ever about the other part. Like, oh, I just don't want to do it. with Like, I want to, but just not like, no, I just don't. There's, there's, I, I don't know if anybody told, you know, her this, but there's more to life than sex. Yep. Sex is such a small part of life, bro, that it's like, it's fine, yo. It's, it's okay if you don't. It's, it's okay. It's important. It's an important yeah, it's aspect important. of Absolutely. a relationship or a marriage. 1,000%. But it, it can't be the number one thing. That can't be the thing that you, that you look at and say you place your value in that. Like, oh, he don't want to do It's like, bro, no. Ask that, can you ask that nigga how he doing? How he feeling? Can you ask him what he going through at work? What he going through in his personal life? 
Is yeah. all his friendships in order? Like, I mean, he might really be going through something mentally where he like, I can't Look, do it. Everybody doesn't you know, operate like that. There's been times where, you know, I've had a guy in my life that I only like had sex with. But mm-hmm. even then, we still needed to make sure like we were good mentally Absolutely. before we did what we were 1, doing. thousand percent, yeah. So like yeah. men, you guys are emotional. I hate that they put this stigma on you guys that it's just all about sex. It's like, no, it's not that. Which um, brings us to our main topic. Let's do it. Because right now, the two words, black men, is trending on Twitter. Like, trending. Not like, oh, this is the type of stuff that you read on your timeline. No, this is trending around the world right now. Yeah, yeah. So, there was a tweet, and I'm going to read this tweet, and I thought this was important. I guess this kind of set off the whole trending topic. So, this guy says... And I'm a I'm a read his Twitter name. It's it's at just chill, bruh. Spelled just you know normal. Um, he says, as a black man in therapy, I would really appreciate it if therapists stop making content about how much they hate dealing with black male clients. He continued to say said after that he said people are using my tweets to get their little gender wars off. Get that hate out y'all's heart. Um, which is, you know, <laughs> there's it's trending because people are now going back and forth about mm-hmm. black men in therapy, why black men need therapy, and why they should go. But there are men who are going to therapy and doing the work. But then we have some therapists and some licensed professionals going on social media, TikTok, whatever, yep. and just talking, kind of trash talking men. Oh, um, I sent you two videos. You did, Mari. I watched them both. Yeah. So what what were your thoughts on these two black women talking about their experiences with having uh, black men as clients? I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. Not a lot of things on social media or like from people who I don't know personally bother me or upset me. This shit upset me. Like it really upset Mm. me um, deeply because we have conversations on, on this pod often, right? Like you said at the top of the show, it's a health and wellness pod as well. Um, within that we talk about therapy the benefits of therapy and who can stand to gain the most from it and use these black men because we and when I speak for like just black men right Mm -hmm. we weren't always raised right we weren't always like told that you can have a safe space to be who you want to be that you can cry that you can tell people how you feel that you can be made to feel better you know upon telling people this shit so when you get older and you start to venture off and you say shit like, damn, man, I, I think I want to go to therapy. It's because you don't, you didn't have the tools at your disposal when you were coming up. So you might be damaged or however people want to see you, but you're trying to get help. They're actively discouraging black men from telling their secrets and like opening up to them, to therapists, to black women. Because I told you before that when I plan, when I go to therapy, I want to talk to a black woman. Yeah. How is this supposed to help me talk to a black woman in therapy? If you're going to get on the internet, you're going to get on Beyonce's internet and tell my business. <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get on the internet, tell my business and then tell talk about how bad I am and then and then also congratulate a black woman for like putting up with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 oh, sisters, if you were a black man, hey, you a soldier. And I see you. And it's like, but damn, like why are you trying to diminish what I what I've been through or what I'm going through? I'm here in this place to get help from you. Because I didn't have all the tools. I wasn't, you know, whatever, you know. A lot of people's yeah. story is that. They, they weren't loved properly. They didn't have 
uh, parents, siblings, friends, uh, a, a group, a community, a village to a help raise them. A safe space. A safe space for them to just vent. That's the reason why men don't feel comfortable telling their feelings. That's the reason why men keep shit bottled up inside and end up going yeah. on a fucking rampage one day because, and, I, and black men specifically, mm-hmm. I can only speak for the black experience. You see it happen all the time in the neighborhood. They resort to drugs, violence, drinking, um, whatever it is, sex, yeah. all of it. They don't have a healthy outlet. So when you actively go search for a healthy outlet and then that outlet becomes toxic, it's like, okay, so then what do I do now? Like it's yeah. so it's my fault that I didn't have the proper, you know, uh, like you said, safe space. But then also it's my fault for coming to you for help too. What am I supposed to do? Like what, so the, fuck, wanna, like what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> I want to play this video now. This is a licensed uh, professional here, and you can tell that she's incredibly frustrated. Say you need to expand your emotional vocabulary. It's so your life can be easier. Don't you want to be able to communicate with your bitch? I think, I think yes, right? Long gone are the days where you can just shut down. Bitches is not tolerating that. Like, it used to be where men provided financially or with schneed, and bitches can make their own self come and we can pay for our own shit. So I'm gonna need y'all to catch up on the emotional part. If a bitch is telling you, I need you to communicate more, open your fucking mouth. But you know what I realized? And let me, let me back up, let me back up. A common misconception about me as a clinician is that 90% of my clientele have been men. Black men specifically. And what we specifically work on is expanding their emotional vocabulary because a lot of y'all motherfuckers don't even have the words to express how you're feeling. So when you expand your vocabulary and knowledge of what you are experiencing because y'all are human beings who experience feelings and emotions and don't have to choke that shit down no more. Y'all ain't had to choke that shit down since 2016. Anyway, if y'all are not in therapy, expanding your emotional vocabulary, your life just off top is going to be more difficult. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you expand your awareness of yourself. When you expand your emotional vocabulary, you understand how you can navigate in this bitch. This fucking weird ass world that is so hard on y'all. Like, let's acknowledge that the world is very difficult for y'all, but y'all are not making it any easier, bro, bro. You're not. Okay, I want to stop it there. She goes oh on God, for like another yeah, that, uh, she... minute. I look, I, I get the frustration as a black woman who dates black men. I 100% get it, especially I've been in relationships with men who I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of childhood trauma. There's a lot of relationship PTSD that might be going on here. And I'm not a licensed professional, but I can realize where something that happened way before I came into the picture is affecting what we have. And so when I suggest like, hey, maybe you should try therapy out, I always try to deliver this message in the softest, most empathetic tone as possible. I don't, I don't feel, I don't come off as like, oh, I feel sorry for you and you need to go to therapy for X, Y, and Z. I think this is something that would help you. I don't, I don't send, a recommendation to therapy out because it's going to benefit me. I really care about the person that I'm talking to and recommending therapy for. Right. I, I think black men would benefit from it the most. But when you have people who are so frustrated and are speaking in a condescending tone, you're going to keep them from going to therapy. You're going to yes. make them think, oh, something's so wrong with me. I'm hard to love. I'm whatever. 
they're going to internalize it and say, you know what, then I don't need to go because, you know, like how you said, you want to, you want to sit down with a black woman, but here Absolutely. we are. Cause I sent you another video of another black therapist Absolutely. talking even more stuff. And she's a couple's therapist. So <laughs> she was the one that saluted. Like, yeah. 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 And so I was like, you know what? I really wanted to talk about this because our audience, our our listeners are yeah. mostly black men. Yeah. So, yeah. fellas, it's, it's, don't let this bullshit that's going on right now on social media, like, fuck you up and keep yeah. you from going out here and getting the help that you deserve. Yeah. You deserve to sit down and talk to someone who is really about helping you heal. Absolutely. Who cares about you? Who are giving you the tools to yeah. be a better person? Yeah, it is nasty. It is nasty, man. Like I said, it bothered me personally because it's like, yeah, I, I was I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household of love and like an environment that helped you know to really raise me up the right way, right? Like surround me mm -hmm. with love and support and all the kind words. I know a lot of people, friends of mine, who who weren't as fortunate in that situation. So it right. bothered me because it's like these are the dudes that's looking around for therapy. That's like, yeah, I want to go sit down and tell this shit to somebody who I never told to anybody else. But I'm, but if I go in there, these motherfuckers are gonna laugh at me and put this shit on social media, or they going you know, whatever. And I feel it's, like it's that's weird. what a lot of, I feel like that's what a lot of black men's hang up is. It's like, absolutely, I'm gonna go talk to a stranger and I'm tell her my business. The number one thing you don't want to be in the, in the hood is vulnerable, in any way, shape, or form. In our environments where you come from, being vulnerable and shit like that is looked at as weak. That's why they tell you don't cry, don't do this, don't show no signs of this. Because if you look like that, people think they can take advantage of you. So when so when you tell me to go sit down with a stranger, I'm not gonna tell this shit to a motherfucker I grew up with. You want me to sit down with a stranger and tell my business to imagine imagine you was about to go take a class, right? You taking a class to get better at some whatever the fuck tech. Imagine you get there, they're there to teach you about this introductory class, and because you don't know the terminology, they they look at you and like, oh, you don't know what the fuck this is. Oh yeah, you gotta like, bro, no, I'm here to learn. Yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm humbling myself. I'm coming to the doorstep of you telling you, hey, I don't have the information. I'm coming to you to get it. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping that you'll be welcoming to me. Like, it's, it's weird I, to see this. What I think the issue is, is delivery. And I've said this for years. Every podcast I've ever done. When it comes to communication, delivery and tone is everything. So she could have said exactly what she wanted to say here but in a different way and it would have been 10 times different it would have actually done some help she could say, have hey. easily said hey guys i noticed that from my time doing this with black men i noticed that a lot of you guys have a lot of issues and you might be a little apprehensive to opening up more and expanding your emotional vocabulary, vocabulary but, uh -huh. but <laughs> I'm here to let you know that it's okay to it's okay to not know things. It's okay to not know. You have to let people know that it's okay to be them. It's okay for mm -hmm. you not to know everything. I'm here to help you. You can, like you said, you can still get that message off, but you got to say it in a different way. You can't just come up here and say, "Oh, well, the world that's so tough on you, well, you ain't making no easy on yourself." Like, it's like I, you, well, you, shit, you sound I... you sound like when people say, "Hey, when that <laughs> cop pull you over and talk to you crazy, all you gotta do is just say yes sir, no sir, and you'll be okay." Like, nigga, no, that's just not the way it works. That's just we don't we don't have the luxury of doing that. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. Right. I'm, look, I'm telling you, tone and delivery in 
any kind of communication, whether you're frustrated, whether you're happy, whether it's a joke, like it really all depends on the delivery of it. Like Dave Chappelle wouldn't be the comedian he was if his delivery was whack. Absolutely. Absolutely. He knows how to set up a joke or a message the right way so that you get it. Therapists need to get that too. You can't just be out here on social Most media talking shit about they black need to men. Get that. They're especially, especially when this girl just said that 90% of her clientele <laughs> are black men. 90%? Because now I feel like you're mocking us. Like now I feel like it's a joke to you. You get a new black yeah. client, it's a man, you're like, oh, this nigga go. Yeah. Oh my God. Here we go. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Here we go yeah. with this shit. Like it's weird. Like, you know, and when you talk about delivery, I mean, shit, y'all niggas been to, the, well, y'all niggas with bad hairlines, I, I can't relate, but, like, you know, I niggas been to the club, and they told you it wasn't no hats tonight. You remember the nigga that was like, hey, big man, we ain't doing no fucking hats tonight, nigga, take that shit off and put it back, like, you remember him, but the dude who was like, hey, man, look, we can't even do it tonight, bro. I, I know, man, I, I, ain't, I, I ain't make the rules, up, bro, but we can't do it. It's a difference. It's a difference. You walk away feeling different when a nigga tell you that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't know, nigga ain't never... Told me that. That's such a that's a black ass analogy there. I think a lot <laughs> just, of people are going to get that. They, they, <laughs> no they, they, they're definitely going to get it. Absolutely. So that's what I mean. Like tone and delivery, it matters. It's important, like you're saying, because number one, we're talking to a, a black woman, like a woman. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know how many you know how many men are not comfortable telling their, their woman who they love and cherish things, and you want me to go mm-hmm. tell a strange woman. Who does this for a living? My deepest, darkest secrets, and hopes he doesn't use it against me. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and look, I've said this before on the show, where sometimes it's going to be a trial and error. You're not going to always find your therapist on the first try. I've had three. This third one loved her to death. Now I got to find another one because she just had a baby and she's not returned oh, to, to yeah. practice for a while. So mm-hmm. it's like fuck. Now I got to find somebody because you have to find the one that you feel comfortable with because not everybody is going to give you that feeling like, oh, I don't know if this is the person that gets it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so with with all of this said, I just really want black men to know that there are some very sincere and helpful licensed professionals out there. Please don't let this keep you from sitting down and getting the help that you feel that you may need. Yeah, like... For Everybody sure. reaches that point at different times in their lives. You may, you might be in your 40s and you've never been to the therapist before. Mm-hmm. But if you decide to go, that is okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good people okay. out there, man. It's, it's definitely, never too late. It's definitely good people could out you, there. Could you benefit by going a little earlier? Absolutely. For sure. But if you decide to go and you feel like this is late in your life, but yeah. still, it's It's no it's such thing as too late to get help. It's, it's no such thing. It's never such thing. You know thing. what I mean? Like, it, it, as yeah. long as you go there and you got that on your, your, your heart, and you want to go in there, you know, with the right intentions. You want to be a better version of yourself, whether it be for the people around you or just for you personally. For yourself. Do yes. that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I definitely recommend that you do that, man. Um, Yeah, definitely don't let this little shit. But we had to speak on this to raise awareness that there are people out here that's like this. So you do need to be cautious and be aware. And, yes. you know, shit, man, Look, you know. As pro therapy as we are, mm-hmm. we understand why people may be apprehensive. Oh, and we will bring it to your attention. Yeah. Watch out for people like that. Yeah, okay. No, 100%. And, and, and if any of you guys ever had any experience like this, like if you've ever been to a therapist and you felt like you were being judged or some shit, like hit us up and let us know because I'm sure that shit happens. Where like yeah. the tone and the verbiage and you kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really feeling that. Um, 
I, I do I do want to say this real real quick before we get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of not feeling that and shit like that, I, I had a real quick what would Bethany do situation. Just a real quick oh, one. Oh boy. Okay. I'm, drink, I'm drinking wine right now. I'm chilling. You know, make some good riesling. You know what I mean? I'm not going. Oh, I love riesling. I love riesling. Oh my god, I'm I'm in love with riesling. Which is crazy because I was going to say this at the top of the show. I'm no longer drinking anymore. Oh. For a certain period of time, or you just done? I'm out the game. I think I'm done. Okay. Um, I had I had some friends that were in town. Yeah, Yeah, like you know, being back in the clubs, I'm starting to see people that I used to see like before the pandemic, and I haven't seen people in a long time. They're like, oh, you know, take a shot. So this one particular person was like, yo, I haven't seen you since like 2018. Yo, let's take a shot. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I just, I just ended my shift. I'm about to go on to the crib and, and take it in for the night. But like, no, like, come on, like, let's take a shot. So I'm like, all right, what we drinking? And he says, oh, it's just some Casamigos. And I'm like, Reposado. Ooh. All right, cool. Let's take a shot. Let's chill it. Cool. Let's take mm-hmm. it. So I took a shot and immediately regretted it. Oh man, that's the worst. And I was that's like, what? When it comes to dodging shots, any for? excuse to do. Like when you say, like, oh man, I just like you could be like, hey man, I just had saw a caterpillar outside, bro. <laughs> I can't take no shot. I don't even, you know what I mean? Anything. But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. And this is perfect because you said you out the game, right? Because this, this is perfect. Imagine you go to the store, right? You go to the spot, the little liquor store, right? Mm-hmm. You pregame and you doing you doing your thing. You put your stuff on the counter. You go to pull your, your ID out, and they look at you and they, they scoff like, nah, I know you old enough. Like, And then they just, <laughs> what would Bethany do in that situation? <laughs> oh, my God. What's the first I'm thing you're going to say back to them? I'm probably going to laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm like, shit, boy, I'm out here aging like a banana. Fuck. <laughs> it's a wrap for me, shit. I'm out here looking my age. God damn. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a self reflect. Like what am I wearing? Like do yeah, I yeah. look crazy out here? Yeah. Oh, man, I, man. I ain't gonna take it personal. I might yeah. just have to be like, damn girl. I'll i laugh and be like, what you what you mean? We I'll we at that point. I'll ask on that, man. We aren't, man. <laughs> we are on that, man. You know what I'm saying? We wanna play these little games and shit, man. We aren't, man. Hide your yeah, I just wanted to know that, man. Yeah, I mean, or don't, you know, that's 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 cool too. <laughs> you hear me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, you know, uh, we hope that this episode and any episode we do can help you in any type of way. Whether we can make you laugh, make you feel whatever we make you feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Long, long as you feel something, you know, when you uh, when you listen to us, you know, you tune into us on Tuesdays, on Thursdays, the new days and shit like that, and also, you know. This ain't confirmed or nothing, but somebody told me, I heard it through the grapevine, that the mailbag might be coming back soon. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, don't, very yeah, Don't so. quote me. Don't quote me on that or nothing. I, I ain't really said nothing. But, yeah, the mailbag might be back soon. Um, Thursday, you already know. Thursday is show day, if you didn't know. We're going to be talking about yeah. rap shit. We're going to be talking about uh, the P-Valley finale and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Woo. We'll be right back at you. Uh, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. At Slick Sports, S L I C Sports. Follow us at The Society Pod on Instagram. Get on over to Instagram, right? It's right there. It's probably it probably was the last app you was on for you was on Twitter. So just go right back over there. Follow us on um, on, on Instagram at Slick S L I C. Got some things going on over there. We got the Martha's Vineyard joint going on right now. The Big Summit. Shout out to BD. Shout out to everybody you know that's doing anything over there. Shout out to Stephanie. Shout out to everybody, man. Everybody from the team, gang, gang. Um, and then follow us at the Society Podcast 
Uh, send us messages. Like I said, the mailbag might be coming back soon. You ain't hear that from me. It might be coming back soon. Send them in. <laughs> send those questions in. Be respectful when you do, though. You know what I mean? But, you know. Or hey. not. <clears throat> yeah, or not. You know, it's consequences and shit like that. It. But, hey. Yeah, I it is what it is. Uh, yeah. That's she said. But, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Show can. Next- <laughs> 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 Until next time, man. We out, man. We out.